Good morning, Mindanao. This is Pastor Michael and Pastoral Tammy, and we are the Messengers. We are here on GFM One Life Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning from 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. We'd like to give out a thank you to Pastor David Roach and Pastor Remy Amelon for having us on the radio today. Uh, I hope you had a great week. I know we had a great week, and it was a blessed week. And so today's message, God has said, just as I am. Uh, in John 6, verse 37, All that the Father gives me will come to me. I will by no means cast away. Jesus will never toss you away. You come as you are, and I will love you and give you life. That's what Jesus means. You know, he means that if you come to him, free will, and he will no way toss you away from him. He loves you, and he wants to share eternal life with you. But you have that choice. You can decide if you want to accept Jesus and follow him, or turn away from him and follow somebody else. Uh, people in the past and in the present are fixed on the idea of material things, and the concept of working for their own salvation. Jesus confirms in John 6.35, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Wow. You know, people do believe that they can get to work, uh, their own work to go to heaven. They sit there and they think, oh, if I'm good, or... If I pay my way into the church, or if I give a lot of money to people, that that's one way God will let me come in because he's going to honor that. No, God's not going to honor that. He only honors what you truly, freely give to Jesus, is your heart and love. By placing our faith in the Word of God, he will feed us words out of the Holy Living Bible. Yes, and I said, Holy Living Bible. That is the true living Word of God. It comes from there. Even though it's been written thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, it's still living Word today because we serve a living God. And you can too. Um, God is not forceful. God will meet you where you are, just as you are, when you're ready to come. It's your decision. And when you're ready, He will never drive you away. Right now you're thinking, really? Jesus wants me just as I am? Well, I'm not a good person. I lie, I steal, I cheat, I do drugs, and among other evil things are not good things that we consider good. So, you're probably thinking, how can he love me? How can he, you know, accept me like I am? Well, he can, because that's what he says. And God's words never lie. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, who I am the worst. But for he, I'm sorry, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst sinner, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who will believe in him and receive eternal life. Wow. You know, 
Right there it does tell you, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Whom? I am the worst. We've all been worse. We're all worse sinners. You know, we're born with sin. Did you know that? We're completely born with sin. When Adam and Eve was in the garden, and in Genesis, I asked you to go back and read First Genesis, they'll tell you about it. And if you start in the very first chapter, go from the beginning, and then God talks of how he created the earth, and then it goes into the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. I want to ask you to go back and read that, because it'll give you some good insight of what I'm saying, because we're all sinners in the beginning. And, you know, Jesus died on the cross to remove the sin, because that's where he uh, reaches us. Because if it wasn't for God sending his only son to the earth, to live for us and die for us, we would not be where we're at today. You know, there's, like I said, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that will back up God's word. So all you have to do is look and understand. And it's very simple. Just find a Bible, pick it up, and start reading. Uh, I would like to share a story that I just learned myself recently. Uh, there's a familiar song that churches sing, and some may know it. It is called, Just As I Am. And it goes like this. I'm just going to read the first four verses. Just as I am without one plea, but thy blood was shed for me. And thou biddest me to come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. You know, I can remember being years ago listening to that song and singing that in church. And then when I became a song leader and reaching people with that song. You know, it touched me a lot. But you know what the story is behind this is, and I didn't know this, the song has been around for many years, of course. It was written by a young lady named Charlotte Elliott in 1835. She apparently had a happy childhood and was doing great. You know, life was good. But in 1821, she got sick and became an invalid and was feeling worthless. And what's I mean by invalid? You know, an invalid is a person who is unable to take care of themselves. They're unable to walk. She was confined to bed in a wheelchair. People had to move her and carry her around for everything. She had to go and help her dress. You know, it was just a life that she felt worthless because she had a great life to begin with. And I know we all feel the same way sometimes, that we feel worthless. You know, our life is not where we expected. And, you know, oh, we're just there, you know, but... There's some other people who had worse, and this, this young lady had a worse life, it sounds like. But a Christian evangelist gave her much comfort and encouraged her to, to continue to write her poetry. Because during this time, she was writing a lot of poetry. And in 1835, a man by William Bradbury heard her poem and contacted her and said, I would like to make this into a, a song. And he developed it. And that's where you get just as I am without one plea. There's a hymn there. It's an old-time hymn. And I suggest if you have internet access, you ought to Google that or, or look under YouTube. And there's a lot of Christian artists, like I said, that plays that. Um, but there was that one person. You know, she had a one person who was telling her not to give up on life. You know, you can you can do this. You can continue your poetry. You can continue this. And by doing this, she listened, and God brought her into a message that has been brought to millions and millions of people around the world. If God can do it for her, why can't he do it for you?
So God can use you just as you are. There's another part of this story uh, about the evangelist Billy Graham. Billy Graham, when he gave his life to Christ, the song apparently was played at the altar call. And this touched his heart, and so he accepted Christ with this song. And, you know, Billy Graham was a great preacher. He preached, you know, crusades all over the world. He had millions of people come to these crusades, and millions were saved around the world. But during the altar call, he wanted Just As I Am to be played. And this song began reaching people. And it just shows it's such a powerful thing. Just As I Am, Lord. Uh, you know, if you did not know where you were or if you didn't think God could accept you, I suggest you listen to this song, and he will talk to you through this song. Uh, you are accepted by our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you are, you didn't have to be fixed. You know, people think, oh, I can't go to church, I can't become a Christian because I'm not a good person. You know, I still drink, I still do drugs, I still prostitute, um, I still cheat, I still lie. You know, but... I will tell you right now, God can convict you of those problems, those vices, because they're vices that the devil has on you. And if you come to Jesus, he will help you remove those. I'm not saying he's going to fix you right off the bat, you know, unless there's a miracle can happen, because God still performs miracles today. He still goes out there and says, yes, you are healed, or yes, you are my, my child right now, and all these are gone. You know, but sometimes it works. I had that problem when I became to Christ. You know, I was a young Christian, and I had to learn how to become a better Christian every day. And you know what, folks? One thing nice is I am still learning every day. Even though I'm in a pastor position, a missionary, and traveling around the world and helping people and, and spreading the gospel, I still learn every day what it is to be a Christian. And I'm not perfect. You can ask my wife, Tammy. Oh, man, I mean, there's times she catches me and says, hey, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're right. You know, I do get frustrated. I do get aggravated. I'm only human. But you know what? I know my Savior's there to for me and to save me and to take me away from that problem. Because, you know, we are human and the devil is always fighting with us. He always wants to, you know, go through and say, hey, let's, you know, let's do it this way. Or, hey, do you remember how you were back in the day? Well, you know what? He may try to remember it, but my sins were forgiven in the past. What was in the past is in the past, no matter what kind of problem you were, what kind of problem I was. But you know, right now, this is the current. This is the current situation you're in. And your future, if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, the future is your future with God. He will watch over you. He will guide you. He will protect you. He loves you. And you know what? You can just tell the enemy, you know, devil, forget me. You know, leave me alone. I have my father in my heart, and he is going to be where with me. Psalms 143, verse 9 and 10. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Yes. See, exactly what I was just saying. You know, rescue me from my enemies. Well, who's my enemy? Wow, sin. Who's my enemies? Wow, Satan. Who's my enemies? Anybody who is not a, a, a God-loving, God-fearing person is the enemy 
when it comes to dealing with sin because, you know, the devil will use other people to get you to go back into that situation. If you've been around a wrong crowd, you know, he likes to bring that into you or a temptation. Whoa, what about that? You know, pornography, you know, watching pornography on the Internet, on your phone, seeing people in strip clubs and brothels, you know, peeping toms, pornography. That's devil's number one game to address people. And it don't matter if you're a man or a woman. You know, they always say, oh, the men's are more pornography. You know what? There's a lot of women out there, just they don't talk about it, who does the same thing. So if you have that vice right now in your life, I, was, I will command that the devil leaves you right now. And the Lord will, will guide you, send his Holy Ghost for a hedge of protection around you. And that way you can get rid of that vice. You can get rid of that issue. And you are a child of God. You know, hide yourself in the Lord and let God teach you how to do his will. I want to hide myself in the Lord. You know, I want God to be there. I want God to be with me. And his ways in life are following his ways. Wow. Yes, follow his ways. Definitely be in his ways. You know, letting the Holy Spirit guide you in your daily activities. You know, folks, Sunday is is God's day. Yes, we know that. But you know what? Every day is God's day. And it don't matter what you're doing. You should be worshiping God, thanking God. Thanking God in your prayers, saying, God, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing me to wake up. Thank you for having me here, Lord. And what are you going to do with me today? What are you going to use me? How are you going to use me? But, Lord, I know that you accept me just as I am. You know, even if I'm a saved Christian, like I say, you know, and I believe in Jesus Christ in my heart, and I love God, and I'm doing everything, God still accepts me just as I am. And I don't have to worry about that. You know, having God in my life will protect me, and he loves me. Now, Tammy, what do you have going on? I know that you, uh, God has been really speaking to you, so let's talk about this. You know, you mentioned the song, Just As I Am, and, you know, it makes me really think because it is true that not everyone will love us for who we are. So, we change to make others like us. We put on a smile and pretend we are okay. You know, we see Facebook People post pictures all the time, you know, all the selfies and all these, you know, like they are modeling for the camera. And it's very interesting because I will let people know, oh my gosh, you look so happy or you're so beautiful or handsome. And I get a message back sometimes that says, you know, mom, I really, I'm really not okay. I, I just, I'm hurting on the inside. This is just what I show people on the outside. And it makes me feel really sad because a lot of times people are dealing with a lot of different issues in their life, a lot of pain, and they they pretend that everything is okay. And, you know, that's very, very unhealthy. You know, when people ask, how are you, and you lie because you don't want them to see the pain, you don't want people to feel sad for you, it's just really, um, it's really sad because it's very important that we are able to show people our feelings because 
if you keep it bottled up inside, it's really not good for you, you know, and if we don't want to do that, we end up hurting ourselves, you know, when we keep that bottled up inside of us, that makes us feel even more pain and alone, that can cause depression, you know, depression can cause people to be sick, it can really cause their health to be going down, and we want to be very careful with that. The truth is, is if we do not have to change to make people happy and to get attention, you know, we can be ourselves and um, still have people that are our friends that accept us the way we are. You know, in my life, that's how it is. I know God loves me, and I don't try to make other people happy living to please them. I live trying to please God, even though He loves me just that I am, and by me trying to live my life to please God, I know He will give me friends also who love me the way I am. Because, you know, God loves you that way. And He wants us to love each other just as they are. That way we can help people. When people are sad, we can show them even more love. And, you know, we can be there for each other as friends. You know... It's just because God loves us for who we are. God does not care what we have or where we came from. So many people are ashamed, you know, because they might have come up from a very poor family or maybe their parents are known for being like drunks or not nice people. And it's really sad because we get embarrassed. You know, I don't want to tell people, you know, who my mom or who my dad is or, or I don't want to tell people I'm part of that family, you know, or oh, don't ask me where I grew up because because I'm ashamed and God loves us no matter what. You know, the only thing that matters to God is that we love Him and we love each other. And if you love God, then it is so much easier to be able to love other people just the way they are because you begin more understanding. And you also look at their good instead of their negative things. To God is just as I am. That's how he wants us to be to him and to others. And to go to God and say, this is who I am, God, that really means a lot to him. And, you know, you can go to him and surrender um, everything that you are, giving all of yourself to God, the good and the bad. You know, I looked up the definition of surrender and the definition of surrender means to completely give up or hand over. Surrender all of yourself to God. All of the good and the bad. He loves it all and he loves you just the way you are. And there's a way that you can surrender. And you can do that by saying, God, here I am. I'm a complete mess sometimes. And sometimes I'm even just even horrible person. Sometimes I'm okay, but God, I just want to give it all to you so that you can teach me the difference between right and wrong. And through Jesus dying on the cross and shedding his blood, I know you forgive me. Sadly, so many will not do this. The thought of being seen full of shame before God is too terrifying for them. You know, I used to know somebody that I would invite, you know, them to go to church. A couple people actually. I invite them to go to to church with me and they would say, no, I'm just not ready for that. You know, because what was going on in their life was guilt. You know, they were, they felt guilty that, you know, if they went to church, they wouldn't be, 
you know, good enough to walk in the building or clean enough. And they think that they have to, you know, be clean before they even go to church. A lot of people think that they have to be that way before going to God. And they have to make their life perfect. But that's not what God says. God wants to love you just the way you are. You know? And after we surrender everything to God, then what do we do? Well, we do um, what we would normally do, except for we start seeking God even more for our life and what is right and wrong. So do we wake up the next morning and we're a new perfect person? <laughs> well, it's not like that, you know, like God just waves a wand over us and everything bad about us disappears. But we are forgiven. And when we surrender our lives to God, he teaches us how to be more perfect, you know. Also, are all of our bad things we did or that we have done just gone and, you know, they disappear? No, that's not how it is. But that's when we began to recognize how we need to change and make changes in our life and live a better one. So then are we perfect? Sorry. No. But we are forgiven. And you know, we will never be perfect. But with God's love, He loves us unconditionally. And when we surrender our lives to God, we strive to work for perfection. To live a life that God would want us to. In fact, after we surrender to God, it may seem that things are getting worse, not better. That's strange. I wonder why that is. Well, because we see more about ourselves that we need to change. We begin to recognize what is good and bad in our life, things that we didn't recognize before. You know, all the bad things in ourselves that we did not see. God's love shows us forgiveness, faithfulness, and peace, just like the song, Just As I Am. We should not fear, and um, whenever we look at God, we know that we will be accepted by God. We will be just like we are. That is called unconditional love. He loves us no matter what kind of mess we are in. The God who created the universe, the most powerful being ever. Just think, he threw all the stars in the sky. He made all the oceans. He even designed the leaves on the tree. You know, they have all these little veins in them. Have you ever picked up a leaf and just looked at it and the details that are in it? It's amazing. He knows how many grains of sand are on the beach. And you know what the most important thing about all of that? is that his love for you is even greater. He loves you personally. So to that person that's just listening to me right now, and they're thinking, you don't love me, God. This message isn't for me. How can God love me? You know, I had a lady that was talking on TV the other day, and she was healed. She was sharing her testimony, how, you know, God healed her. And she says, God healed little old me. And, you know, that's how we think about ourselves, but that's not how God thinks of us. We are each very, very important. But people think, I'm not good enough. I'm trash. I'm nothing. I'm not worth anything. Well, let me tell you, if you're thinking any of those things, this message is for you. Yep, you. I'm talking to you. God loves you so much. No matter who you are, what you think about yourself, or what others think about you, God loves you. Try to wrap your mind around that. He loves you. 
He cares about your life and he wants to be part of it. You may say that this, you may say this about your life. Well, if he wants to be part of my life, then why, why, why? You know, why did I grow up this way? Why am I dealing with this battle? You know, why, why am I not getting my prayers answered? Well, do you know that God is there with you all the time? But he's not pushy. He's not a God that is going to force his love on you. He's waiting for you. And it's that simple. You know, just like if someone comes and knocks on your door and you answer it. Or if somebody sends you a text message on your phone and you answer it. So that's the kind of God that, you know, I serve. And that's the kind of God that wants you to come to him. He's just waiting for you to answer. You know, he's just right there all the time. All he wants you to do is surrender your life to him. Tell him, God, I need you. Whatever you're going through in life, just have a communication with him and tell him. He's not going to turn his face or back on you. He's going to say to you, you know what, my child? It's okay. I love you no matter what. Now, how would you like to change your life? Because I'm here to help you. That's what your father is going to say to you. And that's what my God is going to say to you. Because our God are both the same. The God that I serve, that's the God I try to share with people about the one who, that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And when I say Savior, that's because He saves us. Even when we are at our lowest, He can save us. Even if you've spent your whole life running from God or done things you regret or ashamed of, He still loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. So what is love? Well, God's love is incredible, infinite, and unfailing. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, it talks about God's love. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It doesn't brag, hey, look what I got, and you don't have this. That's not love. It is not proud. Love's not rude, meaning calling names and smarting off to your parents. It's not selfish, and it does not get upset with others. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but it rejoices over the truth. Love hopes, and it always endures, and it never ends. So, can anything separate us from the love that Christ has for us? Well, it says in Romans 8.35, and also verse 38 and 39, it says, can troubles or problems or sufferings or hunger or nakedness or danger or violent death? Yes, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor ruling spirits, nothing now, nothing in the future, no powers, nothing above us, nothing below us, or nothing else in the world. Wow, that's a lot of nothings, right? Will ever be able to separate us from the love that God in Christ, our Jesus Lord, can separate us. God's love for you is personal. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You know, God's love for you should inspire you to love others. Jesus' love is an example of what it means to sacrifice and serve others out of love. God's love helps us grow and improve. 
when things are difficult, cling to God's love because He cares about you. God's love always allows you to change and grow into the person He wants you to be. So you know what? Whenever somebody is, you know, being mean to you, how do you respond? In love. Whenever things don't go your way, what do you do? Do you pout and complain? No. You be patient and you be full of joy and love. You, Even if things go bad during your job during the day or something goes wrong, you still respond in love because whenever you're around people, that's what you want is to show God's love, you know, because God loves you. And I'm not telling you to be fake, but if you realize how much God loves you and how much forgiveness he has for you, he'll understand. And you know what? I know somebody or a couple people that have been bullied. And that is one of the worst things that you can do to people. Because if you're a Christian, that is not showing God's love. And how do you think that you're ever going to get that person, you know, saved and be able to get them to go to heaven? You know, you don't want to do that to anybody. You don't want, you know, to put them down. So if you're not a Christian, you need to ask God to come into your heart. Because people that are hurting, they like to hurt others. And really what you really want is you want somebody to love you. So that's what you should do is if you love other people, they will love you. So, Michael, do you want to add something to this? Yes. You know, God loves you. It is an opportunity for you to love others. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Savior, you know, go to John 3.16 and sit down and read that. And, you know, just get on your knees and talk to God because it's a one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not that, oh, this is how many times I go to the church and how many times. It's just as I am. You are asking God to forgive you for your sins and come into your life. Well, that's it for the day, folks. We will see you again tomorrow. And just remember, God loves you. Thank you, One Life GFM Radio, and thank you, your listeners, for you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Love you. Bye-bye.